You ready, Queen? Now that we've popped ashwagandha gummies. <laughs> Welcome back to Drama Fiend. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm Juliana. And I'm Fiona. And we are here with another episode of, of your Fiend. favorite podcast ever. The Hollywood Reporter released a list of the top 40 most powerful people in podcasting. Were we on it? You have to read it to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> well, when we release the Drama Fiends Top 40 Most Powerful People in Podcasting, it will be us. <laughs> Who else? That's it. Okay, so we kind of have a normal episode for the first time in a while. Yeah. We haven't really had many normal episodes because we had Joe on for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we had two funny girl episodes, yeah. which kind of interrupted regularly scheduled programming. It did. And we promise we we're, we're not going to talk about that that word, that show. We're not going to talk not, about the F word. The F word. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We'll spare you. So, yeah, we're back with our normal schedule. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with a little fiend of the week oh, as yeah. we used to yeah we haven't we haven't while. done that in like the past two episodes Mm-mm. we didn't do fiend of the week or news network well no. we did record a news network <laughs> but we talked way too much we <laughs> talked way too much in the first funny girl episode we tried to do a news network it had to be scrapped it had to be along with the 45 minute discussion of leah michelle's different bang eras yeah it all had to go it all had to go <laughs> so there's a lot of news to cover because we're gonna take some from that episode that we didn't release we're gonna discuss it Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. and there's some new news there's always new news there is especially these days i feel like the news is a lot of it's been dropping there's been some major news that we haven't discussed on here like some major major stuff that you guys probably have already thought of processed and forgotten about and now we're we're gonna gonna bring it back (laughs) we got you all right we're gonna rehash start with a little fiend of the week Juliana, what is your fiend of the week this week? My fiend of the week this week is financial planning. (laughs) (laughs) Which I need to fiend for that more often. No, like the thing is, once you start, it kind of like hits to keep doing like financial responsibility. You know what? I actually feel that because yesterday, guess what I figured out how to do? What? (gasps) I think... I set up my old Navy credit card yes, and I figured out how to, to pay it. Me. You're going to have to show me how to it's do that. It's so easy. I just set one up. I'll, f- I'll show you how to do it. It's so easy. But when I did it, I like, f- I felt so complete. I was like, oh my God, that was so cute. Good. That's so cute of me. Good. Yeah. That's really important to pay your credit card. No, bills. it really is. It's not late or anything. Okay. I have a few weeks. I know. Good, good. I needed to figure it out. The thing is like, if you're listening, always pay your credit card bill Yeah. and don't just pay the minimum, pay the whole thing. Because if you just pay the minimum, you still have to pay. Yeah, I never pay the minimum. No, no I I've never, never done that. In my no, whole same. Life. Pay the statement balance. Pay the statement balance. Yeah, that's our financial fiend <laughs> tip. We need to do like, um, like not drama fiends news network, but like drama fiends. Financial. Like what's a financial show? I'm trying to think of like, like a liter- some alliteration over here, and it's just yeah. not coming to me. We need to do like drama fiends financial. Sh- I was frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, 
It's good to like have a budget and like save your money. <laughs> Is this a paid ad? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you should download Mint. No, I'm kidding. You shouldn't download Mint. They're not sponsoring this. Don't worry. I also don't know what that is. It's like a budgeting app. I tried to download it and it confused me. So actually what you should do is get a notebook and a piece of paper <laughs> and write it down on paper. Bring Actually, my fiend of the week is paper and pen. Oh, I changed my mind. Okay. Because why are paper and pen like out of style right now? Well, you know what? We had a little discussion earlier. We were talking about how it's terrible to write a resume and it's absolutely grueling and i said i just want to write it down on a piece of paper and scan it right in and send it to no it's true because i always have these visions in my head i'm like why can't i just do this by hand it would look better anyway paper and pen bring back paper and pen stop although i just said i want an ipad and a pen for my ipad (laughs) (laughs) but that's like kind of like paper if you get one of those apps (laughs) <laughs> I downloaded one of those app notes app. Has lines on it. <laughs> I downloaded one. I still don't know how to figure it out. So yeah, I guess you're better off with a paper and pen. Yeah, bring back paper and pen. That was a good one. Those are my two fiends of the week: <laughs> financial planning and paper and pens. <laughs> yeah, school supplies. Yeah, yeah. What's your fiend of the week, Fiona? <sighs> well, I had a little trouble thinking of a fiend of the week, but so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our true fiends of the week this week has been laying in bed. Yeah. We like it's been a lazy week, you guys. Like not really, but like we just want to lay in our bed. Yeah. Like sometimes we want to be a little lazy. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to fiend, you just have to lay in bed. Yeah. So true queen. <laughs> but anyway, you thought of one. So what did, what did you think of? Well, my fiend of the week is iced black coffee slay that's a slay you know what it is a slay i always thought that i needed the little flavors i needed like a special little cream or not real cream like please like <laughs> no you milk just needed a creamer. pump of some syrup that has condensed milk in it yeah no <laughs> definitely <laughs> not that um but yeah i recently had to drink black iced coffee i'd never had it before I had no other choice because I I can't digest (laughs) lactose. So Mm -hmm. I just had to have black iced coffee and it hit. It was so good. I was shook to my core. It was good. And I am such like a black unsweetened iced tea girl. Like my whole life. And it kind of tasted like that. Well, I just said before too that I... I put lemon in black iced coffee. I want to try that. I think I and like it hits, it. and it is kind of it gives like an iced tea vibe. Yeah, because I also like unsweetened black iced tea. It was giving iced tea, and I was like, "What the heck?" My For whole life, I could have been getting this caffeinated no, and drinking this, and I yeah. wasn't. So yeah, I'm fiending for black iced coffee. Freshman now. year of college, my two beverages used to be black coffee. Not iced. I would just make it in my Keurig that I never washed. (laughs) (laughs) So black iced coffee. No, not iced. Black regular coffee. (laughs) Just black coffee. And Monster Energy. (laughs) That's crazy business. I've never had Monster. I've never actually had an energy drink before. It's disgusting. How did your heart not explode? No, I think that's why I have heart issues now. (laughs) Like it's catching up to me because... I would never sleep freshman year. Like, I literally did not sleep freshman year of college. Why? 
I don't like, know. Did you have like a lot of work? Like, or I were don't you just, know. I was just bad at managing my time that year. <laughs> I was ca- so caffeinated, <laughs> and I would drink black coffee and Monster Energy. My heart, like my no. heart rate, is already too fast. I know. Well, my Apple Watch is like just you're sitting and you're. My Apple Watch tells me my heart rate is like. 80 like my resting heart (laughs) rate is like 80 i could not be having an energy drink i will combust so yeah that's our fiends of the week (laughs) yeah okay so moving on to the news network again there is so much to cover here i know we're gonna try to go pretty quickly we'll try our best but there are some things we're gonna need to just discuss at length yes okay so number one on our itinerary (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah let's go into the woods cast recording did that even drop yes that has since dropped it has dropped you you didn't stream it um no you didn't stream it no i saw it i listened to it and realized i didn't listen to it i know but i'm shocked you didn't stream it but it was the full cast that you saw here's my thing i saw the full cast except jack and little red riding hood oh right my thing is that i wish krista rodriguez was on the cast i know me too because i love her i've been watching the it's not even a bootleg it's like an actual like pro shot video <laughs> but um i've been watching the video of her singing no i wish she was on it i wish it was like a mixture yeah of because the cast. i don't wish it was stephanie shamelock as no. the biggest i i i'm i'm a fan of sarah Bareilles yeah performance no, from her voice I, is like yeah. very well suited for that role i know i think yeah i think I she think. really fits the role mm-hmm. um no. I didn't stream. I'm sorry. I'm. Sh- I should have done my homework, but I didn't. No, it's good. It's really good. I mean, I enjoy the ca- recording. The mm-hmm. one notable thing, you know, in the like original cast recording, at the beginning of the song "Stay with Me," Rapunzel screams. Yeah, that's not in this version. Oh. Thank God. It's. I like the scream, but she just go. Ah! No, but it's good. It that doesn't catch you off guard when you have it on no, shuffle. Literally, because that's the thing. Like. It's it would always come on at the worst moment that scream, so I'm glad that there's no scream on this, even though it is kind of iconic. I do need to stream it because I want to listen to Patina. Yeah, oh no, she's slay. She's such a slay. Listening to it, it made me realize that Giants in the Sky is like one of my favorite musical theater songs. Really? I don't know why. It's so like it just hits. Aw, no, that's such a good one. It's a classic. It really is, and it's so much better than in the movie when it's a little boy oh yeah i agree so yeah I don't know. I there's not it. much to say about it honestly i it's know really good. it just dropped yeah it's good you should give Did it a it drop like last week yeah like last friday i think yeah. it dropped i know it's honestly really i should give it a stream i do want to go see it even though i made a whole point about how i don't like stephanie j block which i am probably gonna get hate mail for but hate mail <laughs> hate mail I'm probably not because <laughs> we, not that many we should set up this. a P.O. box. No, honestly. But I don't know. I just like hearing Sarah Bareilles do it. I was like, yeah. No, and her voice I is like butter. Watched the video of Stephanie J. Block and I was like, she's just doing too much. Yeah, she's belting. When like, they're, we don't need all that. Yeah, you don't we need don't, it. We don't need it all. No, I agree. Anything else to say about it? I mean, we don't have well, like I didn't. Real, I literally no. didn't even stream it. So I'm a flop for that. I think maybe the next thing we should do is Music Man discussion okay. because that also had a cast recording drop. Yeah, it did. Which was oh, heinous. Flop city. It was it was heinous. 
<laughs> I'm dead at the notes. Why are people shocked? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so this was also about it closing we were going to talk oh. about. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean why are people shocked Wait, that the I'm cast recording is heinous. Because <laughs> I was like, why are people shocked? No, honestly. I wasn't shocked that it was heinous. I know I did say, like, maybe it's cool that they made it a lower key, but I changed my mind after hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, she's just screlting it out. I'm like, we don't need all that. Another thing. I'm like, you're doing too much. Yeah. No, I... Sometimes grit is like is like a quiet grit you need to know how to handle your grit it's you true. need to know where to place it it's and true. when to use it and where yeah there's rules the rules of grit yeah because you can't like grittery just, like, screaming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just like screaming isn't grit no and also that's boring yeah well the ending of my white knight which is a song in the music man that is like normally this beautiful high soprano song, which I don't like it Mm -hmm. normally anyway. But when Sutton sings it, first of all, I don't know if it's just me, but it sounds like flat. Though it was so bad. Right? And it's like, it's just screaming. Mm -hmm. Sounds like her throat must hurt. "Ah!" Yeah. I don't know. It's just like not fitting for that song. No, not at all. So the music man is also closing. That's yeah. That's another piece of. Um, that's why. That's why we are asking. Why are people shocked? Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked that it's closing. No. When you Jackman leaves the show. No, I'm not shocked either. That makes I sense. think the budget for this show must be crazy because yeah, if they need to just close it without him, like I don't know because they're making a lot of money right now because mm-hmm. of him. And partially, I mean, because of Sun Foster, too, but obviously because of Hugh yeah. Jackman more. People love Hugh Jackman. I know. The moms out there. Yes. Love they Hugh love Jackman. Him. They do. I don't really know why. I don't either. I don't know what the appeal is personally, but they love him. No, I like never really saw the appeal. Is there anything you've seen the appeal? No. No, me either. Literally never. In this moment, the only things that come to mind that he has been in are <laughs> Les Mis and Wolverine. I was going <laughs> to say that. Oh, and The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I don't know what else he's been in. I don't even know what these mothers have possibly seen him in besides Les Mis. <laughs> I need to look at this I know. It was IMDb. Yeah, I just like... I hated when he hosted the Tonys. You know what I know what there's one work of his that I do enjoy. What? It's that m- musical mashup that him and Beyonce did at the Oscars like years ago. Oh, yeah. I used to stream that like nobody's business. That hit. No, that was really good. That's my favorite work of you, Jackman's. <laughs> yeah. I don't like anything else he was what in. What is he even in? Happy Feet. Flushed <laughs> <laughs> away. What the hell? No, he was Wolverine Logan. What the hell's Logan? X-Men. Oh, that's Wolverine. Yeah. Prisoners. I don't even know what half of these are, honestly. So anyway. The moms are what was keeping 
the music man on broadway no it's true and then you jack wanted to leave and they were like the moms will not see anybody else so we're closing no but i feel like they could have no they could have re- no i agree but here's the thing that i was thinking about this like what do we think about like they just make a revival for like one star and then it's over like is that should that be a trend i mean it shouldn't be a trend that I don't think that's what they should be striving for. Yeah, because it's like, obviously this show can't sustain itself without a star. Or like without this one star that they built it around. Mm -hmm. So does that like mean that the show itself is like... A flop? Yeah. That's a good point. Does it like lower the like artistic integrity of the show? If I think so, yeah. Yeah, because it's like just about that one person then. Well, think about it. I, I mean, there's other revivals that are coming to my mind that like Pippin is coming to my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Like that. Because that wasn't focused around one no. like star actor, but it was very creative. Yeah. And it was diff- much different than yeah. the original Pippin. Well, same with, like, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. And those were both successful. Yeah. I mean, even, like, you could look at something like Company. Like, yeah. I don't feel that that was built around a star. No. And that was a Godspell. God, yeah. Like, there's a lot of revivals that weren't. But, like, mm-hmm. this just is, like, we're bringing this back to Broadway so Hugh Jackman can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then it's just going to die with him. Yeah. I mean... This show has given that vibe from the start, though. Yeah. Not to mention the F word. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was thinking about the F word this whole time. But but so, like, I was going to say something, not just even about the revival, but, like, even the original mm-hmm. mm. was built around Barbara Streisand. Yes. And then, I mean, it ran a little bit without her, but essentially like it's barbara's show and then now like we can question like if the show we both said that we think the show is probably just going to close when leah Leah leaves because they're not going to want because the show on its own like as we saw from honestly like the month that julie did it Mm -hmm. and of course when beanie did it but that was like a different situation um like the show without a star who's really selling it, like mm-hmm. can't, doesn't stand on its own. Yeah, I can't sustain. But I feel like that's because of the way it was written for Barbara. So mm-hmm. it's like this has always been a thing. Like they make a show around a performer. Like is that necessarily a bad thing? No. But but that's how the F word. Yeah. <laughs> like always was, like you just yeah. said. But no, something like right. the Music Man wasn't always like that. No, that's true. So something like Hello Dolly, though, the revival was completely built around Bette Midler. It was like Bette Midler in Hello Dolly. Mm-hmm. But then she left and she was replaced with literally Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. So then it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just Bette Midler and Hello Dolly, even though that's how it was originally created. So why couldn't this be like Hugh Jackman and the Music Man and then replace it with somebody else who's also a star? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, I definitely could have like I think it could have continued on with yeah. somebody like him. I'm trying to think of who. 
Why is my brain saying Neil Patrick Harris even though? No, honestly. Yeah. Or like I saw somebody say Justin Timberlake. Oh my god, I saw that too. Yeah. He kind of looks like you, Jackman. Yeah, I could see that. But I don't know. I mean, we're always gonna have like stars cast and things. I don't know. Doesn't mean it's a bad show if it needs a star. Not necessarily. I no. Guess. People want to see like people they know. Yeah, of course. They want to be excited. Yeah. But it's very exciting when you can like discover a star though. It is exciting. But I, I feel like people have lost that a bit. You know, but even like look at Hamilton, like nobody knew anybody in Hamilton yeah. really. Like they there were like some established Broadway mm-hmm. people, but it wasn't like you weren't going to see Hamilton to see like Bette Midler. No. Like you were going to see Hamilton for Hamilton. To see Hamilton. Yeah. Which is cool. That's so cool. Like Hamilton became the stunt cast. Yeah. Like the like the show itself. So I don't know. Just things to ponder. No, that's some and good food for thought. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's lost that like in recent I I mean Hamilton is like it's recent, but it's I not know, that it's recent. Actually a long time ago now. But I don't know, I feel like in recent years it's it seems Broadway has shifted a lot. Oh, yeah. I feel like we'll talk about that because there's a major news we didn't get to yet. Oh, yeah. All right. With a certain show closing. Yeah, there's a lot of this news is about shows closing. Yeah. Because so that seems to be a trend right now on Broadway. Yeah. So I feel like we'll t- we'll continue discussing the business of okay. Broadway. Yeah. So why don't we move on to something else, I guess? Yeah. Should we? Well, we had Sweeney Todd, the revival coming. Mm hmm kind of old news now it's kind of old news but with josh groban and annalee ashford mm-hmm. another sondheim revival yeah and this and also merrily oh. that's source. A, source that's subject. the source subject yeah we did not get tickets to that by the way yeah yet aren't you guys shocked i'm shocked i'm shocked at us because I we just really thought we could lay on that i really thought we could pull it off yeah but i said i think like we just we probably needed to be humbled because we were still yeah like feeling superior from the fact that we got tickets to the spring, spring weekend <laughs> reunion i know because i remember people tweeting like who even got tickets to this and we were like us huh? we got <laughs> yeah. Tickets. yeah but now i'm seeing people tweet the same thing and i'm like yeah who even got tickets to this <laughs> yeah i'm so mad yeah <laughs> also i saw somebody on broadway world said that was bad, but it wasn't as bad as the Spring Awakening reunion. Like, trying to get tickets Like, to it was kind of worse, I was actually. Like, um, for us, it was much worse. So, so much worse. Anyway. But yeah, whatever. So those two things. So I don't know. I'm, I want to see it, Sweeney Todd. I definitely want to see we're Sweeney. Gonna, we're obviously going to see it. I love Sweeney. Yeah, me too. And I like the casting. I think it's going to be fun. Me too. I don't know about... I mean, I like Annalie Ashford. I just don't necessarily see her as, like, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Lovett at this point. Yeah. But... I'm open to being pleasantly surprised. I feel like she can't, like, I'm sure she can do it. I, yeah. I, just, I have, like, no qualms with this, really. Like, no I'm not, same. like, angry. And it's ex- it has a big orchestra. Yes. Which is a 26 big. 26-person orchestra. <laughs> exciting, because a lot of Broadway shows haven't been having that lately. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there definitely is this trend of Sondheim revivals right now. Yeah. Obviously, since he died a year ago. 
I can't believe that was a year ago. I know. I feel like that was like yes, that was two weeks pretty ago, much maybe. a year ago now almost. I know. And I was at Marie's crisis that night. That's crazy. That was crazy. That I was remember like a few days before Sondheim died, I was talking about him with Joe, my mm-hmm. brother. And you guys know Joe. You guys know him. But and, and I was like, he's old. Like he's really old. Yeah. And then like literally a few days later he died. And I was just talking about how old he was. And I was like, yeah. what the heck? That's crazy. Like, did I <laughs> <laughs> You didn't curse him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's I don't know. I feel like when I wrote that on the outline weeks ago, I had like more <laughs> thoughts in my brain about the Sondheim revival situation, but now I don't even know what I was gonna say. Well, that's okay. Maybe it's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I kidding. love Sondheim shows. Like, Me too. It does seem them, like they're they're really just like pumping them out they right are, now, though. They and are it, a little it, bit. It is like Although, a bit overkill. I get. I don't know. It's, it's just like, like a lot. It is a all lot. All at once. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'm excited. I'm excited. If we can get tickets, we'll see them all. If anyone wants to give us Merrily tickets, if you're New York Theater Workshop and you're reading this right reading <laughs> listening to this right now maybe you're reading a transcript maybe you put this in a transcript i don't know anyway <laughs> if you're in new york theater workshop and you're listening to this right now and you want to hook us up with some free tickets for some reason that just reminded me of you, you know when people like make a bot like listen to something for hours and then they make <laughs> yeah. them i want a bot to listen to like hours worth of drama fiends and then make an episode yeah That'd we should funny. see if we could do that. <laughs> I don't know why that <laughs> thought connected to the other thought, but we should see if we could figure I know. out how to do if that. You guys and know any bots? Patreon. Yeah, that'd be so funny. Okay. So a missing puzzle piece in the casting of Wicked the movie was announced. I think that was like two weeks ago now. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, but we were wondering who the heck is going to be Fiero. We were. We were. And it's Jonathan Bailey, mm-hmm. who most people know him from Bridgerton. He's Anthony. He also played Jamie in Company and the West End. I knew that he was going to be Fiera. <laughs> Again, me and Joe. Yeah. We're talking. And we were saying... Because there was rumors at first that... um. The other guy from Bridgerton had auditioned for Fiero. What Wait. the heck is his name? Which one? Oh my god, we I, suck. D- I only watched Simon, the one from the first season with, oh. with Daphne. Yeah, I don't know the actor's name, so I forget it. Simon from Bridgerton. People were saying that he had auditioned for the role. And me and Joe were like, no, no, no. It needs Jonathan Bailey should be Fiero. Yeah, like if it's gonna be anyone from Bridgerton. It should be Jonathan Bailey. We literally said it. We called it. We didn't say it on the pod, no, which was a mistake. We should have. And we were right. Well, somehow. Yeah. No, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I really like him. I saw him in Company in the West End. That's so cool. I forgot that you saw Company. Every time you say that, I forget, and then I remember. I know it was so I'm good. Like, what the it heck? was so much better in London. I'm not gonna lie. No, I believe it. 100. I did like it in New York too, but I loved it in London. He's incredible. Yeah. He's really great. He, no, he's good. I, I mean, I'm happy Me with Me too. I casting. think he's a good casting choice for Fiero. Me too. I was really worried about that. I I did not know what to expect. No, I was scared it was going to be Ben Platt. No. <laughs> please. 
I would have been so upset. I literally would not even be able to see that. I don't think. I'm no. sorry. Well, my I'm like, I think the casting is really good, but I'm like living in fear of this movie. I'm not going to lie. I know. I just, And I agree with you. I just feel... When, Yes, go ahead. Explain. First of all, why is it going to be in two parts? Like, can we no, just take that a moment? No, doesn't make any sense. If you could do it in one show on Broadway every night, why is it going to be two parts in theaters? If you could do Les Mis in one movie, no, like, why are you doing Wicked in two? It doesn't make sense. Is it, like, are they going to pull, like, more aspects from the book? Like, is that why? Let's like, not. I don't, no, it, it's not <laughs> necessary. <laughs> And then, wait, did you see that? This was a while back when they announced that it was going to be two movies, but Andy Cohen tweeted, um, they should just make it one movie. Like, all they need to do is cut the goat. What? <laughs> if you cut the goat, that loses, like, what, so much What's the meaning. plot, then? There's no plot. Yeah. There's simply no plot Andy without Cohen. the goat. So that You're was, wrong like, for that, bruv. He really... He was a... Uh, <laughs> That was like a bit of an illiterate moment for him. <laughs> anyway, I just like the two movies thing really bothers me. No, I agree. Right off it's, the bat. It's really annoying. We're Like we're going to have to wait for part two for as long as you're mine. Bruh, I'm going to be <laughs> so mad. But like why? No, there's no point. It's it's because it's like a moneymaker. They yeah. just, they want two films that people are going to come out for and they're going to make double the money. I- like, in their are vision. They, though? Because I feel no, like I, they're going to flop now. Yeah. Nobody wants to go see Wicked for it to end at Defying Gravity. No. Like, that needs to be the middle. <sighs> I'm stressed thinking about this. It's like nothing's going to, like, keep me holding on to, like, needing to go see the second one then. Except that, like, obviously except, I'm going to see I was going to say, except <laughs> for the fact that we're going to see the second one. <laughs> but it's like nothing's, like, if I was a normal person and didn't. Same. I wouldn't be like, oh, Wicked Part Two. No. I'd be like, like, oh, I would Divine be like, Gravity. I saw the song that I know. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm that done. too. Like, you can't like have that. <laughs> what if end Divine the Gravity part? opens up the second movie? <laughs> <Wait>. That would. <laughs> now you that, would send now you're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you get people to come. That see part is two. how you get people to come see Part Two. Well, I Damn. was saying that Part Two should just be us react live reacting to a no good deed riff compilation video i agree i think that'd be a good part too that would be great wicked, mr go lightly wicked no you know what they if they're gonna make two movies w- number one should be wicked and number two should be based on the book son mm-hmm. of a witch yes where um alpha ben fierro have a bisexual son yeah i would go see that that i would go see they should make all of the wicked yeah <laughs> that i would pay money for and then they should write new songs for it yeah they really that would be sick they should have like a different composer for each movie so it's like we have part two by like andrew lloyd webber (laughs) (laughs) do we want that (laughs) and then like you just like keep going with different composers that's my idea i think that's a good idea and they like adapt each of the other books because there are more books after i know that's book. what I, that's yeah. what i meant when i illiterately said i know <laughs> they no. should make all the wickeds no i know that's what, what i meant. was just clarifying for the audience <laughs> no in case they didn't you. know <laughs> anyway do you have any other thoughts on the wicked movie um no i mean i agree with you the two parts really makes me angry. It has me living in fear as well. 
but I am excited for the casting. Yeah. I I think Cynthia's gonna Yeah, no, she's gonna be eat really it good. Up. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you guys know I love Ari, but you actually don't know that. Oh yeah. I don't know. If that's <laughs> because we didn't we didn't mention Ariana Grande when we did our thirteen episode. Oh yeah, we literally <laughs> we never didn't mention her, her at all. But I love Ariana Grande and um I'm excited to see her as that role. I think it's an interesting choice, to be honest. I was kind of shocked when she was announced. I was shocked too. But you know what? I'm gonna choose to be excited for her and yeah. like interested. I'm not I know a lot of people were unhappy yeah. with that choice, but I don't know. She's I'm, like I am open minded about it. Yeah, exactly that's the word. Open minded. I just like don't know. I don't know. Like I like it as a musical. Like I don't know that I'm gonna love the movie to be totally no, honest. No, I mean I I don't I'm know. I'm excited to see it, but like I'm just worried it's like not I feel like nothing ever has like the right like tone when it transfers from either way. Like when you make them like I hate have like I loved Heather's the musical when I was like <laughs> yeah. sixteen, but like I love Heather's the movie and now mm. I'm like the musical just has a completely different tone. It does. I totally And I don't like that. that. And like it goes the opposite way for me too. Mm-hmm. Like when they turn a really good musical into a movie yeah. that I feel like, I mean, Les Mis. I love the Les Mis movie though. <laughs> That's like I could watch that movie like once a week. <laughs> but, but I said the same thing with Into the Woods, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And again, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But it's just like, doesn't have the right no, tone I know ever to me. So I'm worried about that. I do love the Into the Woods movie though. I know. Well, I love the Les Mis movie yeah. and it's like, whatever. <laughs> like, you guys like it. I just. No, I know. I I know what you I mean. I feel like though. the tone is always off mm-hmm. when it moves from one um, medium to another. I think that we should do a whole episode about oh yeah movie musicals yeah we've been talking musical about movies that. maybe a part one part two yeah Definitely. like Wicked yeah <laughs> our own personal version of Wicked the movie <laughs> um yeah should we move on to something else yeah sure um. So another show that's closing is Beetlejuice. Me and Juliana are not really familiar with it. No, we We've haven't. Ne- we haven't seen it. Okay. I won the lottery once, like not recently, like before COVID. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go because I heard that week that somebody had a seizure there because there are so many, <laughs> there's so many strobe lights in really? it apparently. I will convince myself I'm having a seizure. Yeah. Probably. So I got scared and I didn't go. Damn. You know what? I don't know anything about it. I'm going to be real honest. I know that it has stance. Well, that's another one that like, I really like the movie. Yeah. But I, I can't see that. No. Translating well to the stage. What I've seen of it, it's just like the way that like Lydia is. I'm like, mm. like if you can't see me, but I'm like my eyes twitching. She's cringing. Yeah. It's like, that's not. That's not what Winona was giving. That's no. not what young Winona was giving. She wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we should see it. <laughs> Us with every show. I guess we should see it before we <laughs> I start. I did think about entering the lottery again. We'll just close our eyes if there's any flashes. No, it's true. I just like, I don't know. I'm not that interested. Me neither. And this might be controversial to say, but oh, it God. closed once before. <laughs> why are people shocked that it's closing again how did it even get back well wasn't there tea with that there was tea because Because they were at the winter garden they got pushed out because of the music man yeah 
So I don't really and do people like petition and rally and get that back? I'm pretty much pretty much. That's crazy. I also feel like the Beetlejuice stands, which there are a lot of, yeah, were very happy when the Music Man announced it was closing because they were like, "Ha ha, Beetlejuice is still open." Yeah, and then it's and like then next immediately week. <laughs> they were like, Beetlejuice, "Beetlejuice is closing." Yeah, um, well, everything's closing. So well, that it doesn't just even really mean like the tea is just that like everything's just closing. So it's gonna be a brand new Broadway. It's a clean slate. We've started making a spreadsheet of all the new stuff we need to see. Yeah, because we need to so continue much. working on that. I know we have some work to do before the Tonys. Oh yeah, there's gonna be so many new musicals for the Tonys this year. Yeah, there are. That's crazy. Yeah. It's exciting. No, it know. is exciting. Maybe something will be really good that's coming out now. I hope so. Um, maybe some things will be bad, if you know what I mean. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have to get into that. I think we're going to get into that, like... Kind of soon. Yeah. So, another so thing that is closing... So, another show that's closing that had the theater community shook to their core mm-hmm. is Phantom of the Opera. <sighs> I honestly was really shook when I... I heard was, that news. I was shocked because I, I texted you. I was gagged, and then, and then I was like, "It's a rumor," and you were like, "Wait, it's a rumor." I just told somebody at work. <laughs> <laughs> I told like multiple people, <laughs> and then and then it was real though. Yeah, so it's a good thing it was real because then <laughs> I didn't seem like a like a flop. But yeah, that's really crazy. I mean, we don't know a world without phantom being no, on we broadway really don't. we don't we were born and yeah. phantom of the opera was on broadway no it's true and like i don't know i'm not like a stantum mm. if you will no i'm definitely not a stantum i was shook to my core that it was closing like the same because wait i have i wrote here this quote that lin-manuel miranda said where he said phantom is like the empire state building like it's like yeah, it is you go to new york and like you go to the empire state building you go yeah. to statue of liberty you, you expect go to see phantom. phantom yeah and it's like true like i've never walked around like midtown and like not seen phantom didn't see that mask up there no it is really crazy i am a bit boggled <laughs> i mean there's a lot of like theories about why it's closing and one of them is that it's going to reopen a few years down the road. Yeah. the less expensive version. Of yeah. Phantom. Which is like what happened with Les Mis. Yeah. And it's like the same producer. And it's mm-hmm. like, I could see something like that. Because and I think that's going on like all over the world. This yeah. Like, like dumb scaling down. down. Like, yeah. Scaled down version of Phantom. Um, And... I don't know like I've been thinking like I've been thinking with this a lot about like why like why did Phantom run so long first of all do you think bro that's a hard question I don't know like I don't know the answer no but I know I'm I'm thinking because when you well, think well no go well I think part of it is the spectacle Mm-hmm. It's very grand, like visually grand. The whole chandelier, the costumes. I feel like it's kind of everything you think about when you think like musical theater. Yeah. Wait, hang on. I'm just looking at No, it's thing. fine. Well, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about that too, but 
I feel that these days there's a lot of like so like when you think of like Broadway I don't know I think for our generation like when I think of Broadway like I think a lot of a lot of shows from like the 70s and 80s I think because like Mm -hmm when we were younger it's like those were kind of like the classic shows like the first shows i ever got into were like les mis yeah um well that was the biggest one <laughs> well like <laughs> well like, well, like wicked man. which i saw yeah. but that was like modern but like the shows that i thought of like it was like les mis like even like a lot of the sondheim shows i would say yeah, but i was like, gonna say into the woods into the I woods say um f- honestly phantom like yeah, I, wasn't I always stand but i always was like phantom and then yeah. you think of like well for me like i always thought of like avita randomly like that was one you're um, just a little educated child um but you think of like the i don't know i think for us like we think of that era yeah i agree as being like classics but that was such an era of like big musicals mm-hmm. like those musicals produced by like cameron mcintosh mm-hmm. and like i think it's interesting because now I feel like there are a lot of musicals that try to be like this spectacle, like Moulin Rouge, which we both hated. <laughs> yeah, I just rolled my eyes when she yeah. said Moulin Rouge. And like even a lot of the mo- ones that come from movies, like I'm thinking of like when they had like King Kong or like Spider Man. I saw King Kong. I always forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw Spider Man. Do you think that spectacles were more impressive then? Because like the technology wasn't as good like it was more impressive that like a chandelier could fall well i think that like spectacle meant something different back then yeah and i would this also i was thinking about because Mm -hmm. when i don't know it's like lame is like the spectacle of lame is to me is like this huge ensemble and these like huge musical numbers and like them marching in unison like singing these huge songs with a giant orchestra like that's a spectacle yeah like a giant animatronic gorilla it's like too much is like shallow it's like they're just it's almost like okay this is not probably a good analogy but like it's almost like the space race like when the soviet (laughs) union and the united states were like trying to like one-up each other with like um with like the newest space technology and stuff it's like at a certain point it's like just about like it's just shallow like no i know what you mean there's actually like a really good poem about the space race sorry no, you're so sorry. To be annoying. But, like, there's a really good poem about the space race that is basically just about how, like, the space race was just, like, a competition of masculinity. Of, yeah, Of, like, trying obviously. to, like, be, like, not to, like, be gross, but, like, my, <laughs> my dick your dick. Yeah. Um, and, like, it almost, like, feels that way with, like, Broadway, too, no, now. It's, like, well, point. look at Moulin Rouge. And then it's, like, well, look at, like, what I can do in my show. Like, well, look at this show that, like, is, like, a spectacle because... Or, like, look at this show that is a jukebox music. It's, like, gimmicks to yes, try to, like, one-up each other and try to be the next big thing. But it's, like, a show like Les Mis or even Phantom, like, 
I don't know. They're like just it, like grand. Yeah, it feels more like authentic. Yes, I, I agree. I can't explain why. So I'm going to compare musicals to rides because I literally love rides. Do and it. I was just in Disney World. But I could literally sit and watch ride POVs on YouTube like all night. But all new rides these days are all simulators. Like everything is a screen. Mm. Like, that is what people think is cool now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Because, one, they make me nauseous. <laughs> yeah. But, two, it's just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't really feel real. Like, it's yeah. not, like, as, Im- I mean, it's impressive. But, I don't know. It's, I always go back to, like, the old rides where you're, like, really submersed, like, into the world. And there's yeah. real, like, animatronics. And there's real, like sets like i I think broadway kind of got like that too in a way where oh yeah you know like the cold screen background like dear evan hansen jagged little pill mean girls like mm-hmm. all of those screens and though that is impressive that they're able to like create these pixels yeah. and projections and all that stuff but it's not like i feel like shows like phantom and like lame is like you said like those are like they're real like the sets like are i I don't know like like, it just feels like real like the real props and like masquerade and phantom that's what i was gonna say like that's like probably the most like spectacle number there's just there's so many pieces and they're all like real tangible things that are on stage and yeah so i get what you're saying i totally understand what you're saying and i agree and i think maybe that's what i i don't know it's also that was like, like a whirlwind. It's also like there's a difference between like spectacle. A lot of times it's like spectacle without substance, which is what I felt like Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. was. And I agree. but like Les Mis and like even Phantom and like a lot of these like older shows, like even like Cats, you could even go back and say like like there there's like spectacle. You can have spectacle with substance, but like. A lot of shows today just don't. They just simply, like, it's either spectacle or substance, it feels mm-hmm. like. But that honestly got me thinking about, like, what even, like, is spectacle anymore? Like, is that what we're even... Because, so if you go back in time to, like, when Les Mis and stuff was out, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is, like, fair to say. But I guess, like, that was, like, the trendy thing on Broadway, right? Like, these big huge musicals like elaborate orchestras things like that and that you started to get an influence of like pop rock music for sure but i think now it's almost like we're too overstimulated by Mm -hmm. everything in the world like we're constantly like on our phones like seeing a million things at once or you know on our laptops or whatever it is we Mm -hmm. have we have like right now in this room we have like three screens going like four i guess if you count our phones mm -hmm. and i just think like like the shows that like maybe spectacle means something different now because maybe we don't go to the theater to be overstimulated anymore maybe that's not like 
the purpose the purpose anymore maybe we go to the theater for like emotional truth because we don't get that in our real lives so much (laughs) and so maybe that's why like the show we're going to talk about today come from away Mm. which we'll like hold off on really getting into right now but maybe that's why a show like that yeah can resonate more oh my god and maybe maybe that's why like even like something like hamilton or like hades town like like there's spectacle in them and like the set design and it's still like beautiful it doesn't mean like you don't have to it doesn't mean like you don't want like a beautiful set or whatever but maybe like it's more about the emotional truth that's there and it's less about like seeing this elaborate grand thing on stage because we don't really want that because we're too overstimulated in our lives girl (laughs) that was so deep i don't know no that was so good it doesn't like make sense for everything because no but i still could love like a classic spectacle musical but i don't know that honestly got me thinking though not Uh to talk about rides again we don't like even have to keep this in no like because it has nothing to do with but another like a reason that maybe all of these rides are like screens yeah because i'm like they make they hurt my eyes like i don't yeah. they make me feel dizzy and nauseous but like kids are growing up with oh this my shit god i face know when they're literally babies they're used to it they're used to like the bright lights in their eyes and i don't know no it's crazy you're, you're right about like it's cra- it is like different and I don't know, it also, I was thinking with Phantom 2, because it is such a tourist show. Like, if you live in mm-hmm. New York, I feel like you've seen Phantom. Yeah. Like, the people really filling the seats at Phantom are tourists, I feel. Mm-hmm. I think. Not that I know for a fact. But, and I think since COVID, tourism has been down so much in New York. It yeah. still is. Like, Broadway in general is making less money now than it did before COVID still. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe if you are like a tourist coming to New York and seeing like one of only like three Broadway shows, maybe like, so, you know, like you, you're not someone who like can go to a show whenever. Like, I think maybe the audience of Broadway is shifting a little bit from yeah. tourists to like New Yorkers, New Yorkers like people who live yeah. here. And I think maybe like that changes up like mm-hmm. what people look for in a Broadway show because because somebody coming to Broadway just to come to Broadway, like maybe wants more of a spectacle, but somebody who is here and is like, yeah, I saw Phantom. Like, yeah, like you want something new, something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It could be like related no, to that. That's as good. Well. And also, if I don't know, is is tourism like still down? Like, are yeah. So that must be affecting Phantom's like sales. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I haven't checked. It's well. It's been up since they announced they were closing. Well, of course, so. that always happens. Though. I wasn't really keeping tabs on the grosses before that. So, so Phantom is closing, but don't worry. Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> will still have a show on Broadway, and it's called Bad Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your Cinderella. I'm your bad Cinderella. Spray paints <laughs> <laughs> the wall. Yeah, so this musical that was on the West End, mm-hmm. but it was just Cinderella. It was just Cinderella. Just Cinderella. There. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella is coming to Broadway, but now it's Bad Cinderella. 
um, has a bit of like a messy history, it seems. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, people don't seem too happy about this in the online discourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would um, say that. Yeah. So we were trying to piece a timeline together of the show because we didn't know anything about Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella. No, honestly. not really. I mean, I knew it was a thing. I knew it had existed, maybe. Yeah, I knew it was like coming to Broadway. Well, I, I knew because I saw it like a few days ago. It was just, yeah. you knew before that? Well, I think they said, I don't know if it was just speculated or if it was known as a fact, but I think it was pl- like there were plans to transfer it. Oh, I didn't even know that, to be honest. Um, But so this version of Cinderella opened during the pandemic on the West End. Yeah. It got really good reviews from critics. This is what we've gathered in our research today. Yeah, there's been like a little bit of like, I, I don't know, contradictions yeah. with what people so are saying. So people were saying it. that when like the big critics came to review the show when it first opened, it was the first show back um, after the pandemic. I think it was the first show to open mm-hmm. on the West End. And the big critics like raved about it and had a lot of good things to say about it and then once i guess like newspapers maybe and like other critics <laughs> came yeah. to see the show yeah um they did not like it and they were yeah it got bad reviews i think so i think <laughs> that's what we this is what we yeah. gathered from reddit and a few articles and the broadway world message boards and then like the tea is like Andrew Lloyd Webber was really mad that it didn't get good reviews, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and he allegedly took it out on the cast. And like, I guess yeah. it said that he like yelled at them over the phone while he was in his like vacation home somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he called it a costly mistake, right? That's like allegedly. Yes. Or is that no. no, that's confirmed. So that I think that was confirmed. So fast forward to when the show closed. Well, first of all, another issue with the West End version of this show is that the cast found out that the show was closing through social media. Mm, Their yeah. agents were emailed on a Sunday night before a bank holiday. So mm-hmm. I guess they weren't checking their phones. I'm sure yeah. they weren't. Um, so that was, I guess, very upsetting to the cast, which I can imagine mm-hmm. that would be terrible to find out you're losing yeah. your job on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but on closing night, there was this letter that was read by not Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was written by him, but read by somebody else. And in the letter, he called the show a costly mistake. And then the theater booed him, <laughs> which makes sense. Like, it's really should, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It seems very strange yeah the history of the show and if it didn't do well like why is it coming to broadway like it seems all very random andrew lloyd webber and he wants a show on broadway well yes because he has had one for many years i guess okay well Well, pick another one and revive it i know like i honestly just i don't know it's kind of crazy but the whole way this was announced kind of sends me because yes he first of all he like slid into a bunch of these like influencers DMs quote unquote influencers DMs yeah not us not us for some reason I don't know why yeah. he got 
we got we got snubbed but anyway he slid into some influencers dms to say come to the imperial theater at 10 a.m on a monday or whatever and so they show up and he he said to wear pink red and black i wish we were invited yeah what the heck that would have been funny i wish we were invited anyway i would have but since we weren't we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk bad about it (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) um so anyway there's like this press conference in front of the imperial theater which Mm -hmm. why like what since when has there been a press conference in front of the theater to announce i wish that happened more like let's like make that a thing like i kind of think that's like incredible i think that's fun and then this actress who's going to be playing Cin- Bad Cinderella mm-hmm. is like, I'm not your Cinderella. I'm your Bad Cinderella. And the sign in the back says Cinderella. And so she takes out a spray paint bottle <laughs> and sprays bad in front of the word Cinderella. But isn't the bad. A Cinderella's dress? So she's, yeah. So, it's just so she just did B, B- D. D? <laughs> Cause she's bad. Yeah. We don't know why, what that means. We like, we're, tr- we tried to piece together the plot like a little bit. We streamed a song, a part of a song. Yeah. She said, she sang in my own little corner, basically. Yeah. It's to the tune yeah. of my own. But little she said, corner. what it even is the lyric? I'm bad. Cinderella. I don't remember it now that I'm, it's so not memorable. something about flying something about flying through the air why is she flying through the air i don't i don't know and also there has been changes to the lyrics of the song yeah from the west end and it's it's, actually worse yeah i was gonna say it seems that an already bad song has become worse yeah i don't know it's just all very strange it's all very strange it is in fact but when me and juliana were talking about it earlier she brought up a really good point what did i say <laughs> a really good point. <laughs> it's not even a good point. It was just like, <laughs> what the hell? I I could it could be anything. You could come out of your mouth right now. I don't remember. <laughs> you said that you thought it was like a good idea that he's calling it bad Cinderella. <laughs> well, I think it's because funny. yeah, like it's a, you said it's kind of slay. It's kind of <laughs> slay because like. If it got bad reviews and stuff, it's kind. Yeah, just kind of like yeah. Yeah, this well, is I said bad it, Cinderella. Yeah, like I said, it was bad. Yeah, and what about it? It's bad Cinderella. <laughs> like and you what can't about come for it? me. <laughs> <laughs> me, Juliana, put up a really good point. <laughs> no, but honestly, that's that's kind of funny, and that is if he chooses to act like that when they call it bad. Yeah. He deserves because I, that was a good idea. Honestly, I guess he's just kind of at a point in his career too where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to do bad Cinderella. I'm just going to do bad musicals. Yeah, like I already have like the two longest running shows in Broadway history to my name. <laughs> Me like, what's the other one? Cats, Cats I know. <laughs> and like now I'm just going to like do bad Cinderella and it's going to open the day before my other show closes. Yeah. So that I never don't have a show on broadway that's crazy so slay yeah you know what i gotta give credit where credit is due it's kind of camp when you think about it (laughs) and we were listening to that like one song bad cinderella a few times 
and it kind of grew on me. I'm not gonna lie. No, like we're list- the first time we listened. I was like, I was this like- is atrocious, and I was like, I was- this this song sounds like another song. And Juliana's like, it's literally in my own little corner <laughs> from Real Cinderella. Yeah, but we were listening the first time, and we were like, this is sh- like this song is sh- like the lyrics are so bad. And then we're listening like the fourth time, and Fiona's like. I think I like it. <laughs> it came out of the car and Juliana's like, what should I put on? And I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> I could keep this on. I could keep this on. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. It, it sounds like it could be camp and could be funny. And we're definitely going to go see oh, it. Oh, I'm definitely seeing Bad Cinderella. And I'm dressing in a fit. Like I'm, I'm coming out in my baddie Cinderella. Oh fit. yeah. We should do that. <laughs> we should cosplay. We should cosplay. <laughs> Which princess would be you be bad version of? Um, Belle, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say Belle. I was She's gonna say Belle fear. too. I fear we could both be Belle. It's <laughs> boring. <laughs> um, what what like princess would you want to see a bad version of in general? Hmm. Let me think. Jasmine. Jasmine's kind of a baddie already. She is a baddie, and you know what I like in the cartoon when she wears the red outfit. She slays. She slays, and I think she should wear it more often. I agree. That would be bad, Jasmine. And also, Mulan. I love Mulan. Baddie Mulan. We need a baddie Mulan. She's my second favorite princess. I think. <laughs> that's. I like that. I think that's a good choice because Belle's my favorite, and then I think Mulan is my second. We, I love you, her. You know the meme that's like, we need a Disney princess that like has a yeast infection or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like we need a disney princess who's bad <laughs> yeah that's like isn't that what descendants is about oh no they're the villains oh yeah it's no it's good not to what descendants is about. but it's also like not disney like we're just bringing up disney princesses but this is yeah, not it could be any princess. cinderella's in the public domain it's not owned by disney that's yeah. why he can do this mm-hmm. <laughs> um anyway I feel like that's all there is to say so that's all of our news um yeah that only said an it, hour yeah <laughs> We were like, this will be quick. This will be a quick episode. Yeah, we're like a 45 minute episode. <laughs> we ha- definitely have some stuff to cut as usual. Yeah. Although I feel like good points were made. A few. A few. <laughs> Not many. All right. So now we're going to get to the nitty gritty of the episode, which is another closing that we're so sad about. And we have mentioned that we're so sad about the yeah. show closing. So now it already has closed a few days ago. We wish we could have been at closing. We wish. I honestly would have done anything to be there. Come from away. (sighs) So obviously we're come from away stands. That's like the point of this um, episode right now is literally just to be come from away stands. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to hear us spewing about come from away. Yeah, we're going to spew. Just mute us. We want that stream. Yeah. Keep it playing. Yeah. Don't close out. Don't close out. Just mute us. Yeah. And go about your day. We first saw Come From Away. It was one of the first shows we saw mm-hmm. after reopening. So it was almost a year ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like, like about a, a year ago. a little less than a year yeah. ago. Yeah. And we cried the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know much about the show. Like, yeah. I knew what it was about. Yeah. Um. So I knew I was going to cry. Yeah. But I didn't have, like, crazy high expectations at all. No. And it just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. It blew me out of the water. Wait, so should we go through like the, the synopsis a bit? 
Yeah, that's okay. a good idea because we never do we that. We always forget to do we that. We always forget. Okay. So, Come From Away is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, it is It is kind of, I mean, it's about, it, it's about 9-11, but it's not like what you think. Yeah, it, like the main focus isn't like in New York. Like yeah. it's not, it, it's... In a, it's 9-11 like in a place like away from New York yeah. and it shows how they yeah. so were affected. It's about the story of like these planes. So a lot of the planes that were in the air that day, they got diverted like so they could land safely and like they didn't want planes in the air. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of planes landed in this town, Gander, in Newfoundland in Canada Mm-hmm. Um, because the, there's like a lot of open space there and there's like this old big airport there. They yeah. explain why in the show, but I kind of like forget yeah, I don't remember exactly why. They definitely say it was like one of the biggest airports yeah. or something. It was like, like a way big, back when. It used to be a place where I think like planes would stop for fuel, fuel yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so they have this huge airport there, but it's not a big population. So it's mm-hmm. like a lot of open space and like, I mean, they even mentioned in the show that they would rather them land somewhere there than like a big city because there is more of a population. So in case there was anything like dangerous yeah. going on, it was a smaller population, mm-hmm. which is really sad to think about. That is sad. Yeah. Um, I don't think I picked up on that. Yeah. In the they show. do say that in the show. So then you get all these people from all over the place on these planes having to stay for um, a few days. How many days? I think like three, like three or I was going to say three or four days. Um, so they have to stay in this town for like a few days while before they get the like all clear to fly again. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, this is like a super small town, rural small town. The people who live in the town have to house these people. And like these are people who are like traumatized from this situation Mm -hmm. who you don't know like who has been affected more personally by Mm -hmm. the tragedy that's going on and a lot of people don't speak the same language like Mm -hmm. there's people from all over the world like they can't even like verbally communicate with each other and these people in this small canadian town have to you know give them food and give them a place to sleep Mm -hmm. i'm literally gonna cry right now they they come together and they make these people feel at home yeah and that's like it it's such a beautiful story of like all of like all different people coming together and like just helping each other out Mm -hmm. and in the end like they all realize that like they've gained so much from this experience and like and then they all go back to where they're from and you hear like different things that have happened to some of them like you know some of them are again like you know no people that were lost in the like in the towers or like Mm -hmm. i don't know like one you you meet the pilot of one of the planes and you hear her story of how she was like the first female um, pilot on american airlines and like she like flying is her love and now it's something that feels so unsafe to her Mm -hmm. and she goes home and she wants to like just get back in on a plane because it's her safe space but there's like nobody in the airports anymore yeah um and she says how she like went out of her way to thank all the people that were still in the airports like thank you for flying and it's just like it's such a beautiful story and it's also just like not i mean i don't know it's like like you hear it's like 
think people just assume it's like a 9-11 story but it and it, uh, that obviously is the backdrop of this whole mm-hmm. thing but i have to say like of anything any show i've seen recently it's like the most it feels the most like um universal like yeah it just really feels like it's like about the human condition like no, honestly i feel like i've never seen like a topic that's so like sad and tragic handled so well yeah no i agree like they i don't even know how to explain it like they just handle it so well it's such a good mix of like it's so sad and that's part of why we cry when we because then we saw it we saw it again yeah so we saw it like like two weeks weeks yeah (laughs) yeah um but and both times we both cried like so much yeah i would say that i i cried more the second time. me too it's so sad but at the same time it like is so uplifting and it makes me feel so positive about like people and humans and like we really are all like part of the the themes of the show is like we all come from away like we all Mm -hmm. come from somewhere but like then they sing like in a lot of the songs another like motif in the show is like them singing the line like you are here yeah and it's like yeah we all come from wherever we come from in whatever that means to you like maybe you come from maybe you literally come from somewhere different than somebody or maybe like your perspective is just Mm -hmm. different everybody's different yeah but like we're all still here together right now in this moment all right we just took a listening break yeah i'm laying on the floor and i'm sad yeah we're literally laying on the floor right now just like sad juliana's googling flights to gander (laughs) (laughs) i want to go to gander it takes like 19 hours to get there from new york because there are like three layovers what if we drive newfoundland's an island but i think you can wait you can drive there it just takes 31 hours on the trans canada highway (laughs) well i just drove 16 hours so that's that's half so we could make some nice stops along the way do like a week of driving to gander to gander staying gander well i always wanted to drive well actually i always wanted to take the 10-hour train to montreal i would love it's beautiful love to take a train i want it but you to can't, montreal but you can't take the train all the way to gander bro well maybe we could take it to montreal and then drive well maybe we could take it to montreal and then take a flight from montreal oh that's a good gander. idea wait are we doing a little like eastern canada movie? i would love that you can drive across like in wait, the no, spring wait, that would be that. so beautiful let's do it what's this is this drama fiends on tour oh no you to need gander. to get on a ferry it is in fact an island oh we're stupid so anyway back to come from away speaking anyway, come of gander the actual so this is really a true story come from away it's real people yeah it's like, like a lot, a lot their of their names are actual real are the real people's names so in the town at the closing a bunch of them actually came <laughs> i actually can't even imagine being in the same room as those people no, like that, i'm not like, kidding i would have thrown up. i would have thrown up everywhere and <laughs> cried and i like if i would have had to be escorted <laughs> random times seeing it i and actually can't even imagine because like the story is so touching and it, it 
Honestly, when you're watching it though, like it does seem like real people. The story seems yeah, like, it feels, it feels very, very real. real. Like, going back to what we were saying before about how people like crave emotional mm-hmm. truth. Like yes. this is that show. This is the epitome and of it's emotional not, truth. It's so not cheesy, and it's so like it could easily be so cheesy, like a show like this. Like, it, and it's not. And it's just like I don't even know what exactly it is. Like maybe it is the fact that they all feel real. Like the characters they feel, feel like, very real. Yeah. And it really just feels like this is like humanity at its best. It's like, like it just feels like grounded, like down yeah. to earth. And it's like why like you watch it and you're like, wow, like it's actually like human beings can be so kind to each other. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, like again, it's like that idea of like we all are different. And we all come from different places. We all have all these different stories. Like, that's the other thing in the show. Like, you see that, like, everybody in the show is totally different, has comes from such different places, Mm -hmm. has different stories, has different perspectives. But at the end of the day, they, like, all go to that like they go to the the bar the bar together and they all, like, kiss Kiss the fish. fish. And at the end of the day, it's like, we're all are we really all that different from each other? We're not. No. And that's definitely like the main theme of yeah. the show. And I love in the show so much. So first of all, like the Canadian people in the show are like so nice. They're like, so nice. They're just like such nice people. And it's kind of like a joke in the show. And their like, little accent. Yeah. Like that. They're just like so nice. And like, that's a stereotype of like Canadian yeah. people. But like there is this part in the show where one of them is like staying with um like the mayor of one of the towns and he's like we it's need like appleton or something yeah and he's like we need like grills like because we're gonna have a barbecue mm-hmm. like we need to get grills so he's like just go like to people's backyards and take their grills and this guy's from new york he's like what <laughs> he's like i'm gonna get shot <laughs> yeah he's like i'm not going to someone's backyard and taking their grill and then he goes and he's like sneaking around and like somebody sees him taking his grill and he's like um like i'm just getting this because we're gonna have a barbecue with everybody and the guy whose house, whose backyard he's in, is like, "Oh my god, come inside! Yeah, you want Take some my tea? grill! Like, what? Can I give you some like meat for the grill? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you want some tea? Yeah. Like, and um, he he says something like, not only did these people like offer me like food, they also offered to help s- steal their grills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's basically just like they're all just like, yeah, like what's mine is yours. Like, <sighs> I need to live there. I know. It's just like it's so wholesome. No, it is. And it's, I don't know. It definitely just makes you think, like, I don't know. Just, like, who cares, like, about all these, like, trivial, petty things in life? It's, like, really just about, like, connecting with the people around you. Mm -hmm. and Like, Like the relationships that you form. And I don't know. I think it's really cool the way. uh, So everybody in the show, too, I love that the actors play everybody plays like somebody from gander mm-hmm. and somebody from from the away from away and it's again it's just like a little thing like that just like just i think that's part of it too is like it reinforces that like everybody's all one yeah and so it's like i don't know like you could it it doesn't get that confusing no it's all. so clear yeah um but you definitely do get the sense of like the same person uh, like the same person who just 
was talking about being like from New York and like, you know, they're missing their son in hasn't heard from their son since the the towers. But like then that same actor is then playing somebody from Gander in the next scene. And it's Mm -hmm. like everything just flows really well. And it's like the it's very fast moving, but it's not like fast moving in a way that's hard to follow. Yeah. The set is like, yeah. I don't know. It's like cyclical. cyclical. <gasps> what the heck? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Though. And the set, I think it, it's so simple, the set, but they use just like these wooden chairs mm-hmm. like for everything. And it's just like the the transitions between how things move. Like they move the chair into a formation and it's the plane. Yeah. And then they move it and it's a town hall meeting. And then they move it and they're in the school. where. And they're... it's so clear. Yeah. And it's like, I feel, I was watching it. I like, hardly even noticed that they had moved the chairs like it just all flows. yeah it feels like part of the story mm-hmm. and it's like the chairs are wooden the floor is wooden and then they have these trees like going oh, up yeah. on the sides like it's a very beautiful set even though it is simple yeah we have to talk about nick and diane oh yeah they're so cute our otp our otp our real life otp because they're actually <laughs> real people together, and they're together dude. um but n- so Nick and Diane, Diane is from Texas and I don't know where she was going to Paris. They're, where are they going? They're, they're going, going to, to Dallas. Texas from Paris. Don't they From Paris something? to Dallas. Yeah, Paris yeah. to Dallas. And Nick is a British businessman and he's going to Dallas for business. Like just two totally different people from different parts of the world meet in gander and i feel like there was a line in the show got this out if i'm wrong but it's something i think diane says it where it's it's something like she kind of like she feels like guilty in a way because they were enjoying themselves so much mm-hmm. like while the rest of the world mm-hmm. was like, i feel like that happened yeah. yeah right there's some line like that yeah it's like a bubble like gander kind oh of yeah like as a bubble with all of these really sweet people and everyone's coming together like they're so shut out from the rest yeah. of the world yeah like during this time of crisis mm-hmm. and then at the end you get that like they go back to where they came mm-hmm. from and they you get like that reality check kind mm-hmm. of um and it's even like um i don't know like at the end they sing like something's missing and they're like you know um something's like they're like something's lost something's gone and it's like and then they say like that they gained so much like i don't know the whole ending is just about like that they gained so much from this experience mm-hmm. um where you know was this tragic and weird and like traumatic thing but what they gained is like this understanding of the importance of like supporting people around mm-hmm. you and helping people who, who are in need and just like connecting with people and understanding, getting, you know, understanding. And it's like, there are a couple of moments in the show too, where there is like a Muslim passenger on one mm-hmm. of the planes and nobody wants to like talk to him at first or, you know what really, Oh my God, I wanted to bring this up because I cried so hard in the show both times at there's a song. I don't know if it's called like prayer. Song oh, or something, I know what you're talking, but it's about. a song where like everybody has like a moment where they're praying and it's like, 
there's a like it's like three different it's like jewish christian Christian and and muslim Muslim, prayers and it's um it's so beautiful it is truly like and they're all doing it kind of overlapping and it Mm -hmm. just like is such a good reminder of the fact that like so much there are so many things that like divide us and religion is definitely one of them and you Mm -hmm. make all these assumptions about people because of religions and especially after 9-11 the way that you know muslim people were treated after 9-11 um and continue to be now and Mm -hmm. you know even were before of course but like the way that at that time people made all of these like horrible horrible assumptions about people because of their religion and this song just like and the scene in the show is just such a good reminder of the fact that everybody who you know whatever religion you are people believe in that stuff all for the same reason because no matter how different they are no matter how much you know you are convinced you have to be in conflict with somebody because of your belief system it's like everybody believes in those things for the same reason and it's because they want something they want like to have faith or like to have something that gives them hope and Mm -hmm. that gives them like a promise of like yeah and in that moment where it's like this whole traumatic thing and these people and all whatever their different you know prayer is they're all just doing it at the same time and it becomes this like beautiful song when it's Mm -hmm. mixed all together yeah it's just like i don't know i think it is really beautiful and it's like why are we like causing wars and fights over these things when we're really actually all the same yeah so they use religion as a form of communication where there's one scene in the show where a man from gander like uses like the bible Mm -hmm. to communicate with this couple that doesn't speak english he like he sees that they have a bible so he takes it out and he flips to a passage and i don't remember what it says but i think it's something about like 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 it's not like be not afraid but it's something like yeah like don't be in fear like Mm -hmm. like it's gonna like could be okay Mm -hmm. i don't remember but and then he makes them feel like they're much more relaxed and yeah and it's also like because he knew the bible so well he was able to like mm-hmm. he like had that memorized and then yeah. he was able to like piece together things that they like were trying to say to like yeah like they're they, i think that's like like they use it as literally like a language yeah which is also just like i don't know it's really <laughs> that was really sweet it is it's like <laughs> heartwarming yeah um well because there's lots of things that are kind of like a language that span across mm-hmm. different cultures yeah like music is definitely yeah. one of them yeah which in the show too like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like when they go out like to the bar and they all are like and you see like the band is even on stage during the show like they have a moment yeah and they are all like playing this happy music together and it's really nice and there's even a part when they go to the bar like there's a gay couple oh, from yeah. the planes and they go to this bar with um some people from Gander and they're like trying to pretend they're not a couple I think and then they go to the bar and 
everybody just know like is knows and they're like how long have we been together or whatever and then they're like what and then they're like oh yeah my sister's gay no, like, my cousin's gay and they have the accent and it's so funny. yeah he's like my sister's gay <laughs> yeah and then they're like like the, they're like I think we may have accidentally like found the gayest the, town in Canada. Yeah, like what? And it's like they're so nice and accepting, and they just want to be there like for each other. They just made an assumption too, like this rural town. They were scared that yeah. like they weren't going to be accepted as being this gay couple from. I guess I think they're from Los Angeles, and then they go back to New York. I don't remember. It's one or the other. I think one of one the guys is, is from New York because he goes home to New York. Yeah, at the end, but mm-hmm. one is from LA, and yeah. then they go to this like tiny town, and then it ends up just being like. Like they they weren't even like they didn't even care that they were gay. Oh like, yeah, like there was nothing to worry about. No, in the and it's like I don't know. It's just like there's a lot of sweet moments. Yeah. Like well, that. it's interesting to see how like all of different relationships are affected. Mm-hmm. Like how some people come together and some people like yeah. come apart because the the gay couple mm-hmm. is they end up breaking up by the end of the yeah. show after they're like experiencing candor. Yeah. And I like that ending too, for because it's also like, I don't know, That's they realize, yeah, and they realized a truth about themselves while mm-hmm. they were there too, and now they're probably gonna go on and be happier. Yeah, without each other. Yeah, which is like how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the show, they kind of they say how like their relationships continue on throughout the years, like Beulah and I don't remember the character's name. But it's the woman who Hannah? loses, yes, Hannah, who loses her son. Mm-hmm. He was who was a firefighter in the Twin Towers. Um, like they they remain friends, and Beulah even visited her in New York. Yeah. Oh. When they god. say that in the show, I'm like, oh my god, I can't. That like puts me over the edge. I know. Me too. That duo. Ugh. stop if i saw them together at the show i would literally die like, like i don't I even know survive. how i would react to that it would I, be bad I for don't me no like i feel like i'd have to be hospitalized like nope, genuinely. genuinely i just see, seeing them watch like their own stories would just send me into oh yeah a spiraling oh, yeah. shock yeah like i would spiral and i would just go into shock and then die oh yeah same no that's how i feel too it's just like so, I can't even explain. Like it's just such a beautiful story, and it's like, it's just it's really like just such this perfect balance of like, mm-hmm. you're you're sad. Like you're allowed to be sad. It's a sad thing, but just because you're sad, you don't have to lose faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean like like there's still goodness out there. I think that's what really gets to me is that like even, and sometimes the most in those moments of like real sadness and pain, that's when you really realize like that people can like be so amazing to each other. And like, why can't we just do that all the time? I don't know. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it just like, if you feel like jaded and like disillusioned with humanity like you need to see this show because it's just like you need to stream it you can't see it anymore. yeah we'll watch it on apple tv yeah watch it on apple tv it's not the same it's not still like you could still appreciate it but it's just such a good balance of that and And it, it allows you to like experience so many different emotions oh yeah 
it's a whirlwind. Yeah. But it's not in like a, I'm not like, oh, it's a whirlwind. Like I'm a mess and I'm all like, I'm all over the place. Like I, I can't explain it. Like it just takes you on a journey. Like it, it really does. takes you on an emotional journey. It does. And it's very but cathartic. It, and, it, and it leaves you feeling like really good in the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. Like when you like, you know, every like, I feel like theater student like says this five million times, but like theater is like catharsis. Like that's like the point. Like when you go back to like Greek theater, it's Mm -hmm. like it's for it to be like cathartic for you to feel emotions through the show and for you to like let those emotions out. Like this show does that Mm -hmm. truly because I like you go in there and you know like you're going to feel if you like haven't cried in a while, if you like really need to feel something like go see this because it's like. I mean, you can't anymore, but <laughs> like go find it somewhere. It, it like really hits like every single point, even yeah. with there's one character who works with the, it's not the ASPCA because that's, the, 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 I think you just say the SPCA. Okay. Wait, so I don't, I don't even know. What does it stand for? Anyway, she works for like animal yeah. rescue, oh, yeah. works with animals that whole storyline oh, yeah. too she goes into the planes and goes under into like where the checked baggage is and she's finding all of these like dogs cats she finds two monkeys chimpanzees yeah, i don't monkey. even monkeys? monkeys i don't know ape-like creatures yeah <laughs> and like even that like they pull on your heartstrings with the animals like that's something that i've never even thought about until i saw the show there were animals like on these on these planes yeah it's true and like they they saved a few of them yeah and i don't know like there's somebody in the story that like is caring for not only the people but for the animals on board i don't know that like tugged on my heartstrings so much and it's just like is all just the right amount too like it all fits yeah. together well it's not like because like we saw jagged little pill yes uh, and it's like they tried to hit mm-hmm. every single point possible it's not of like, like that. but it's not like that it's like it's just natural because there's so many different stories here that like everybody has a different story mm-hmm. and they all just intersect like so beautifully yeah and I don't it's, know. It's not like no notes. trying to hit no, literally <laughs> zero notes. It's not trying to hit all of the points like to get a rise. And I feel no. like that's with a lot of shows no. right now on Broadway. It's like to get a reaction out of the audience. Yeah. It's not like that. It's and not. like Juliana said, it's it's because there are so many different people that cross yeah. paths and they all have a story to tell. Yeah. But it's also like there's such a broad range of characters, but it's such a specific scenario. And to be honest, like I already brought up the F word once. I'm not bringing up the F word again, but I am bringing up the S word. Spring Awakening. <laughs> but we actually, it kind of goes back to like something we talked about with that, where it's like a lot of these other, like not that the, Come From Away is not a teen angst musical at all, but like no. we talked about like Jagged and like other shows compared to Spring Awakening as like teen angst musicals. And we said that like something that makes Spring Awakening so timeless is that it takes place in a very like specific time in mm-hmm. history and it's like yep. a specific story and it's not like jagged. I'm like, what even was the, pl- like what even was going on? I don't like even where know were what they? Was. What was like, I think what was the plot? There were like five million random things happening. It was like so generic and it's like that specificity in a story 
allows it to be so much more authentic and then that in turn like allows you to actually like feel yeah like emotionally connected to it it's like it's the same thing with like I people say it about like Taylor Swift songs like she's so specific in her songs that you can identify her emotions so clearly and that's why you relate to it and it's like the same thing with this where it's like not most people going to see that show can't at literally relate to the situation at all like Mm -hmm. never have I ever been stranded in a rural town in Newfoundland (laughs) on 9-11 because I was in a plane that got like diverted yeah never most people seeing the show haven't experienced that but I go in there and I'm like I'm reminded of like the human experience yeah because you're able to like pinpoint those emotions you see these people that even though they're like they were living in such like a specific time like they're still experiencing the same things that like we experience at a different scale but I don't know I feel like that's (sighs) such like writing 101 honestly it's like specificity is so important because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's just not authentic and it's like Mm -hmm. you go and see some of these shows even like Moulin Rouge I'm like what is that even about I don't know like I don't know it's like you can't just it's like it's funny because I feel like that is supposed to be specific no it is it is but it's like it just gets lost in like they because they try to do so much it and does it's like, get lost come from away doesn't try to do much it's so honest yeah it's just they just throw it out there on the yeah, stage like and you really are, you just have like however many actors wooden chairs that's it normal clothes normal clothes uh, musicians that's it literally that's all there is and, and it's the most beautiful thing yeah, i've ever seen and genuinely so just like imaginative too because it's like you go and again it's like the set it's like now i really believe they're on a plane yeah the way that they all move together yeah. it's like they're literally on a plane there's no plane coming down from no. the sky nope no like <laughs> miss saigon the helicopter no. landing on the stage no there's no like but i'm like there you're literally there and and you feel everything yeah. for those people like they're they they were stuck on the tarmac yeah. like for hour probably a day yeah. like over a day what's the i think they say the amount of hours yeah. they're like 30 something 30 something hours. hours yeah and it's like you feel it and they they don't know what's going on outside of their plane yeah. they don't even know about like the yeah the attacks yeah. on the twin towers and the pentagon and it's just like kind of chaos and they're confused i don't know you just you really feel all of that raw emotion when you're sitting there oh, and watching yeah. them i think that's the beauty of live theater sorry i just want to say something no, else say and then like i think the beauty of the show is and then it flips a switch they start passing around the little shots of alcohol like in, in the planes oh, yeah. and then they're getting drunk and they're laughing and, it, and having fun and it's just and there's happiness and humor yeah. and fun too it's so interesting and i was just gonna say like i think that really is like that's what is so like that's that is the beauty of live theater is like that emotional experience that you can have from just like a person on a stage with a wooden chair yeah and like I don't know that that like emotional spectacle if you will no that's is like that's much it. more impactful than like some of these shows that like try to create that through I don't know through like confetti cannons confetti cannons and like a, an LED screen in the back like 
Yeah. I don't know. And it's not to say that you can't use those things, but it's like you need the substance too. Yeah. It's got to be there. Oh, man. I was going to say best show on Broadway, but it's not on Broadway anymore. anymore. It should have won best musical. I will die on that hill. That is such a, I mean, I really, I, I don't know how it didn't. I don't even know. I mean, Dear Evan Hansen, like, had the hype that year. Yeah, I know it did. But this had the substance. I know. It had everything. I know. It really, I wish it won. It deserved it. It would win Best Musical in the Drama Fiend Awards. When we do the Drama Fiend Awards. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Come from lawyers <laughs> winning for Best everything. Musical. Ah. Uh, I feel like drained. Me too. Emotionally drained. I mean, I think the point of this was just for us to have a moment of appreciation for this show that closed that we're upset about. So I think we have done that. Definitely. <laughs> Wait, when they do this at the Gander Community Center, please, we will please get send us, us a, a ticket. Fly us out, please, Gander. Mayor of Gander. <laughs> Mayor of Gander, if you're listening. <laughs> please. Oh my out. god. Well, wasn't they had a concert there? Yeah, right? they did. we saw that online. They've had concerts. Th- Ugh, I wish we were in, t- in attendance. I I don't know. I just have such a like deep need in my soul to go to Gander. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I can't. Okay. On the Patreon will be vlog of us in Gander. Yeah, we got to make a Patreon and then you guys have to pay for it so we go to Gander. Gander. And then we'll fly out. Maybe we'll drive 30 hours and take a ferry. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of old news and. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And our love from. Our love for Come From Away. Yeah. Well. (laughs) We sound so sad. okay all right thanks for listening yes thanks for tuning in again as we always say if you want to send us a little note a little message a little dm dramafiends at gmail.com we are dramafiends on instagram well it's it's at dramafiends not we are Mm -hmm. we are at dramafiends yes on instagram and twitter and twitter tiktok dramafiends pod Slide into our DMs, comments, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a five-star rating on Spotify. We please. don't usually say that, but please, we got to start saying that. Yeah. Currently, what is our rating? Better still it's be five, five stars. As it should be. So, we Ooh, 15 five-star reviews. So, okay. Add your review there. And if it's less than five stars, don't. don't. We don't want it on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a great day (laughs) or night. (laughs) Bye.